from former national team members getting meaningful minutes in the USL in 2017 to order finally being restored. I guess if it happened this week in the USL, except for one big occasion that I just looked at, <laughs> we've got you covered. Don't worry, I'll get there. I'm your host, as always, Evan Valella. This is Eastern Conference Confidential, the first, the only, and the best podcast covering the Eastern Conference of America's Premier Second Division League. Um, yeah, sorry we took a week off. Real life stuff is fun when it happens, isn't it? Nothing crazy, tragic, don't. It's, you know, we're all fine. Just, you know, like, we work now and everything. It's, it sucks. It sucks. The summer's great, man. The summer's great. I'll stop I'll stop delaying things. Anyway, joined, as always, by the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, Phil Grooms. Yo, how's everybody doing? I'm feeling myself, man. I'm feeling myself. Glad to be back. How you, how you been? How you been? Very good. I poured yeah, myself. I did it. some side work for a friend, and he, I poured me right some, myself some whiskey that he gave me, and it's incredibly good. Good man, good yeah. man. So I'm we'll see a how, how much more um, relaxed you get by the end of this podcast. No, this, this, uh, it's only a small joining, amount. I should be good. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I see. It's not a. I, I made that sound out like you have a huge glass of it. It's really just a just, a just wanted to be clear. Glass. Anyway, joined by the one member of the podcast that we know will remain sober because he's not 21 yet. Ryan Allen, <laughs> the USL stats department. How's it going, friend? Doing well, and to comment on what I'm drinking tonight, I'm yeah, taking please. a classic Arizona Arnold Palmer half and half lemonade and tea. Good good Ninety nine cents for a, a can. Uh, They're really good. I have a Gatorade G a G two because I don't fucks with the calories, even though I don't I don't actually count them, so it doesn't really matter. But um, oh, mine is no calories as well because they were out which, of a full which calorie. Is, you know, the second best Gatorade flavor behind blue. Because as we all know, Gatorade is not flavored by flavor. It's flavored by color. Anyway, um, guys, there was some soccer. I figure we should probably talk about the soccer. Um, However, that being said, I guess we'll talk about some news first. Not a bad idea. Um, Nashville put out their stadium renderings. Um, They're going to try to do a Louisville City kind of thing, it looks like. Uh, or Harrisburg. Where they're going to share... Well, yeah. Yeah, but they want it to be like Louisville City because that one's been, you know, successful. Um, they're going to share the park with the uh, the Nashville Sounds, which are a triple-A baseball team. Um, you know, ni- nice to see uh, another... Ba- like, if you're going to play in a baseball stadium, I'd like them to be rendered so that they can house soccer easily and effectively, I think is my big thing. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Is it possible, though? I've never seen a good situation there. I don't know. Have Louisville's you? mound is built to actually good point. Coll- like sink in, like to collapse, which is, you know, better than not. They tried. They did something. That's actually pretty good. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's more than so. what NYCFC hit. Yeah, it's worth their baseball stadium. Yeah. So you're asking oh, for positives, me. and I think you may have named the only one there. So uh, are we? Done I think here? I did. Yeah, that was that, and like Louisville actually draws, which is nice. It um, is nice. Not that NYCFC don't, but you know, Tulsa is another decent model out in the yeah. West. That's right. That's right. And doesn't Reno play in a baseball stadium? Yep, they do. Yeah, they're a they good did. model as well. They draw as, a lot. Yeah. As will Vegas. So there's, there's teams, yes, yeah, there's teams that are doing it. I just, you know. 
Listen, it seems like Nashville's got their their mind in the right place here on this. Here's one. another defense: is is in bottom sure. division soccer all over the world. They play on whatever they can get on and and make money and survive on. And so the fact that these clubs, if they can survive better by starting on a baseball field, I'd rather have yeah. them than not have them. And so yeah, hopefully sure. they'll be so I would, successful. I would much rather they can upgrade. I, yeah. I would much rather be, you know, the days of teams in USL going on hiatus be over, you yeah. know, uh, as a whole instead of complaining about teams. Sorry, Ryan, that one might hurt. <laughs> um, then, uh, then complaining about teams playing on baseball stadium, you know, totally. uh, uh, pitches. So um, we'll see. You know, I mean, obviously it's just renderings, but um, you know, here's here's hoping that goes well for him. Um, and then from there. I really hate being so cynical about this league, but I, I just I can't not do it. Um, the NISA, which is the NASL offshoot into the third division coming up, have announced their um, potential markets. I forget exactly what they called them. Applicants. Applicants. There we go. So the, the markets that have apparently applied to join the, the um, NISA, which is just a weird Eight. name. And uh, for a for a regional league to start, this is a weird region: Charlotte, Phoenix, St. Louis, Miami, Omaha, Chattanooga, Connecticut, and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, three of those have USL teams, which is going to be interesting. And then Miami obviously has NASL with Miami FC. Um, Phil, uh, yeah. St. Louis is there, and you live there. Um, please let us know how you're feeling. I, it, do we have some time? I have so many mixed feelings about this. I'm going to try to <laughs> bust through them as Cliff quickly as I can. can. Yeah, I know. All right. So one thing about it, I'm going to start maybe as positive as I can go. One good thing sure. about it is that this group more than likely is going to start a, a stadium in the city, in the city limits. Mm. And where we are now mm. is a good 15, 20 minutes outside the city in a region where you don't get much like intermix of city folk and county folk in that area. So mm. um, other than the extreme soccer fans that are in the city, which there's a good number of them, it, that may be one thing in their favor is that the two are, it's very different groups of people, hopefully. And hopefully it'll bring out the people who complain about how far away uh, Fenton is where, where St. Louis FC plays, which is, in my opinion, still ridiculous. But moving on from that, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm. it would be... Nice to have, if this the rumors are true, Pro-Rel in uh, St. Louis. And if they're the first to get it there, that might be kind of interesting to see a team start low on the pro um, level and, and see uh. if they can get promoted. That's kind of cool. Um, but let's just skip straight to the, the negatives, and that, that being that I've not yet seen two pro... Uh, teams survive in the same city you know most recently if i'm not mistaken is ryo okc um and a lot of times it's because of you know one owner seems to be good and one owner seems to be bad um Mm. a lot of st louis la galaxy um, chivas guadal la galaxy chivas usa yeah Mm. totally um but you know if if the ownership is who we think it is um people don't like them much in the St. Louis FC crowd um, oh, I'm not sure okay. who it is yet so this isn't an official or anything sure. I don't know who it is but there's people sure, sure, assuming sure. at this point who it is and so there's already bad blood there um but 
they get a chance to prove if they can be good owners, and so that would be interesting to see. It would also be uh, interesting uh, to see if, if um, Steel on Steel is going to sharpen each other to see if they compete to make each other both better clubs and more um, you know, substantial clubs that can last a long time. Um, I'd like to see a derby. It could be fun, you know, especially if we can uh, support two teams of 5,000, around 5,000 attendants on a weekly basis. That'd be really cool, uh, but mostly I'm worried. I think I can stop there. Fair enough. Uh, hey, Ryan. Um, uh, do, oh, do I was just going to go back to the... I, th- I swear I thought I heard Wilmington at some point during all these announcements, but I apparently Yeah, how do we not? Sorry. <laughs> I made a joke about that on uh, one of the Slack channels I'm a part of with Wilmington, but... Kind of going back with Charlotte, I know the Charlotte market here is trying to go after Memorial Stadium, which is what the independents have been going for after as well. Instead, they chose to go out to play in Matthews. So I, I agree with you, Phil, that it's definitely at least possible that they could have competing markets to try and make the other one better if Charlotte FC were to get uh, Memorial Stadium to renovate and play there. That could actually impact independents who play outside of Charlotte instead of playing within their preferred location. I just, so my main hang up, and I know, you know, that that everyone was saying that Cincinnati wasn't a soccer market when they came into the league. Out of the the markets that don't already have teams, so I'm looking at at Omaha, Chattanooga, Connecticut. Chattanooga has an NPSL side. Yeah, it's true. Milwaukee, I think, also has an NPSL side as well with yeah. Milwaukee Torrent. I, I think yeah, Omaha okay. is the only one without. I don't. I don't think that messes that with much of right. that. I don't think that makes much of a difference. They still have AC Connecticut and Connecticut, and I just. Yeah. I presume this team I, would go in Hartford. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I just. My thing is. Is just. Who's gonna care about NISA? That and then like these teams and you know like if the whole thing is like oh regional travel but then you want Milwaukee to play you know Miami or Connecticut to play Miami. I will people say go out to Omaha and Phoenix like I don't I don't and then if you do it regionally what Phoenix and and Omaha play each other every week like I I just I don't think that they're doing the things that they said they were gonna do for this league for Division Three which is eerily similar to the NASL as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. as it is. You know? I will it's say it's that interesting. They're not learning from their past mistakes of a, a <laughs> fucking again, which they never do, and they're expecting different results now? Like, I just, it, it blows my mind every time, and it pisses me off because I love some of the guys that play in this league, um, and, you know, I think we all have met Steve Bernasconi, um, the soccer tour, at least Phil, you and I have, and he's mm-hmm. a wonderful guy. And he was with the uh, the Fort Lauderdale. Uh, no, I can't talk. The Fort Lauderdale Strikers. So, you know, like this isn't like I hate being mad at this league because there's there's quality players, there's quality teams, there's quality people that are involved. You know, there's even quality owners. It's just that the people at the top of this league don't know how to make a soccer league work, and they keep trying. And it feels very reactive more so than yes. um, proactive. I think mm-hmm. that's the big thing, too, is that, you know, USL D3 was like, hey, we're going to do this in 2019. And then, I, and then you know, NASL said, oh, we're going to try it in, you know, 2018 or, or whatever. And you just kind of go, 
How do you not well, know? Did you actually want to do like, that? Or? Let's make a solid decision here. You? Yeah, I. Anyway, can we? Let's let's just stop. No, I mean, <laughs> let's let's just move on. Let's talk about soccer that actually. Let's end happens. on pos- like positive though, in that I I hope it works and I I hope it goes well yes. because if it does, United States soccer is better for it. Even St. Louis soccer is be better them. for it. Same for Charlotte and all these other cities. So, I think we can end yep. cheering for them and hoping that it is a change yes. in their history, perhaps. And it's and it's and it's more jobs and everything. Yeah, you know, like exactly. That. More guys get to play. You know, um, hopefully a higher level. Sure, sure. Uh, so week twenty three happened. We'll start things off with the uh, the darling club themselves, FC Cincinnati. They beat Ottawa Fury as they are supposed to, really uh, three to one. Danny Koenig in the thirty fourth, uh, Jim J McLaughlin in the forty second, Sam Dewitt in the fifty seventh, and then Steven Dos Santos with the goal in the sixty third for Ottawa. Um, yeah, I, you know, just better chances for Cincinnati, I guess, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the main takeaway from this match. If Ottawa led shots 19-10 and they led possession 53.8 to 46.2, they outshot them 8-4. It's just Cincinnati with their 10 shots, 9 of them were taken inside the box. So it's just more quality chances from the Ohio club. I'm looking up the lineup right now. Obviously, I'm looking sure. for GB. So I'm really curious. Has he already sat out Fair a game enough. that they won? Uh, I, I think. Um, Something yeah, I was thinking I, might what, happen. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, like I said in the, in the intro, I think this was the week where finally everything seemed to kind of correct itself in terms of who was supposed to win and who wasn't, in a way, except for one big... Ex- uh, well, no, you know what? There was, like, three or four games that were, that were not at all that way. Never mind. I'm just kidding now that I'm looking down at um, <laughs> it. This has been a weird month in the league as a whole. GB was, for sure. was out. He was on the bench. He did not okay. get subbed in, uh, probably because they were winning. No. So why would you? Yeah. So. Yeah, at that point. Um Anyway, we'll talk about the other game that went pretty much the way it was supposed to. Uh, Louisville City 5, Harrisburg City Islanders nil. Um, that's rough. Ouch. Louisville's really, really solid. That was revenge for losing to Harrisburg a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, that was just yikes. I mean, Louisville outshot Harrisburg 19-3, to and they led 7-0 in shots on target. It seems almost like classic Harrisburg not to record a shot on target, who have now been shut out in their last six matches, and Louisville has scored 13 goals in their past three. That's that's insane. Like like at that point, do you just do you just want to pack it in as a team and just kind of be like, you know, what, we're we're okay. Well, they they can still mathematically finish outright to win the. <laughs> USL East if I no don't one understand. earns any more points at the top. I don't understand. I don't either. It, Ryan, why you don't said you... that, and I, f- I felt insulted because I was like, why? I How is that a thing? I, I felt a little insulted because my team has a chance, and I really Thank don't you, think they should. You know, uh, Ryan, I think you should yeah. run down some of those stats you listed to us because it's mind-boggling. Everyone listen to Ryan tell us really how easy it is to get into the playoffs in USL. <laughs> Hold on. I actually have to... Pull it up. I thought 
Go right. for it. I was you, hedging you, my bets. That'd that. be at the end of the show. <laughs> you do that, and then Phil and I can talk about St. Louis and Tulsa. Phil, you played Tulsa. You beat Tulsa in a in a in a stoppage time victory. Um, for the, care to care to recap this? Yeah, one it was the us? first win against them in uh, 2017, as they beat us pretty handily in the preseason as well. Um, this game, Tulsa came and defended like crazy, as I was forewarned by uh, Roger, uh, of course, from. Um, I always want to call him Hurricane Alley, Tornado Alley, and uh, <laughs> a, little a little different. Same yeah. idea. Um, so they did. They came in the defended, and St. Louis was able to get a lot of shots on goal, and, and eventually they had some balls in the box that fell their way, and, and they got two goals. And one was pretty late, so it was a, a bit of a sigh of relief, a little hope for the future, which we'll talk about uh, mm. being crushed there, shortly thereafter. But. <laughs> Ryan, was that uh, was that enough time for you to get your your stats? Up? Yeah, I, I do indeed have the stats up. So I'm using Good the uh, magic number and elimination number. It's taken same from baseball. That's also been used for the NWSL to basically determine how much points a team needs to earn to either clinch or be eliminated from the playoffs. So as of right now. Well, Louisville and Charlotte are at the top with both having earned respectively 44 points and their magic numbers are both at 12. Currently, there are seven teams that control their own destiny, meaning they can all win out and they would earn spots in the playoffs of Charlotte, Louisville, Charleston, Tampa, Rochester, Bethlehem, and Orlando City B. All can earn more points than their magic number is worth. Basically, to run it down real quickly, Charleston's at 15, Tampa's at 18, Rochester's at 18, Bethlehem at 22, Orlando City B at 20, New York Red Bull 2 at 24, FC Cincinnati's at 22, Pittsburgh's at 23, Ottawa's at 27, St. Louis FC's at 26, Harrisburg's at 32, Richmond is at 33, and Toronto FC is at 34, but their elimination number is now in single digits, so it's more just a matter of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I Bethlehem's had a really bad August. I'm glad they ended it. I'll talk about it later. I'm glad that they ended it how they did. Um, but it's it's not going to be too easy. Um, but we'll see. Um, hey Phil, you guys played Rochester like right after this game sequentially yeah. at least, and you uh, you did not in fact. I had win. to miss the first twelve um, minutes of that game, and so I got really excited when I saw a goal, and then I missed that there was a red card, and I started watching about the twelfth minute or something like that, and eventually mm-hmm. I realized that you had ten men on the field. When I realized possession stats were ungodly bad, I couldn't figure out what was happening, and uh, yeah, ten men on the field. There was a handball in the box. Um, and here's the interesting part. Seth Rudolph. Yeah, Seth Rudolph got a handball in the box. He claims he actually never touched that ball with his hand. And he talked to my, my father-in-law the following game. He was up in Toronto and talking to <laughs> Seth in the stands as they were both watching. And uh, he okay. said, yeah, I didn't touch it. Um, and then the interesting thing. But, like, of course he is, right? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, he's never going to be like, yeah, I totally handled that. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. basically, um, the other thing he said that was really interesting was he said, I think after the team lost to Rochester 2-1, to one, he said, uh, I think the team kind of feels like they're their own worst enemy because, you know, you look mm. at that roster, it's a good roster, it's good players, a good coach, 
it's just, man, I don't know what the heck's going on. I don't think the team even knows exactly why things aren't going their way. Uh, but this game and, and the game we'll talk about later, just it's like you just want to throw your hands up and say what's going on. Are we our own worst enemy? So it was interesting sure. to hear Seth say that, a player on the team. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing myself twice. Who, was, who did that? Okay, good. Um, <laughs> uh, the next game, Charlotte Independence lost to Toronto FC2, which is amazing. Uh, Charlotte scored twice, Toronto scored three times. Um, Ashton Morgan <laughs> scored a goal in 2017. I love it. Ben Spencer and Jordan Hamilton for the Junior Reds. Enzo Martinez and Jamie uh, Siage for uh, for Charlotte. And, and uh, Enzo Martinez with the an apparent spit on Jordan Hamilton, but no one really knows if that happened or not. I mean, Jordan Hamilton's fun. playing for them, so that's interesting. Have we talked about that already? Because he looked really good. Jordan Hamilton looks great every time I see him play. Even M- Jordan Hamilton's a former Wilmington Hammerhead as well. He oh. spent time when we were Toronto's affiliate down in Wilmington. Has he gotten time with the uh, MLS side or no? He has gotten time this bit. year, yeah. but... Just more in a role when Giovinco isn't playing that he's kind of more supplemented into the lineup, but he has been featured in the 11 and in the 18 at times. I mean, like like probably 9 out of 10 times Toronto was threatening, it was him with the ball. It was really he's, he's yep. solid. I think I think the first team is really on to something with him, um, and I don't mind that they're keeping him down there. I mean, especially because of the guys they have in front of them with – Geo and and um, Altador and um, even you know a guy like Subasa Endo, but yeah, in the future Jordan Hamilton for um, for Toronto FC's sake and then even for the Canadian national team, I think is going to be a big deal. And this is where Ryan says he's an American, and I go away. Um, <laughs> is he? Is he? Yeah, is he? Ryan, I I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's Canadian though. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. I'm gonna guess. He's did he Canadian. have like a Canadian grandpa or something? Is that what we're talking about? No, probably. I hope. I hope so. If if nothing else, I hope he's at least part Canadian. <laughs> no, he's um, Canadian, born in Toronto. Hey, there we go. Good man. Um, Ken Alfonso Davies is gonna lead to Canada to the next World Cup. I tell you what, man. Those kids. I don't like to. I. I have a weird soft spot for the the Canadian men's national team, which is what I'm calling them now, apparently. <laughs> um, in it, I just really want them to succeed because I think I they have a bunch of really interesting young te- kids that can play good soccer. Um, They'll make the World Cup like in 2026 as hosts. That's yeah. true. There you go. Hey, um, Pittsburgh beat Bethlehem 3-2. to two. This was quite the game. Um... Yeah, I'm not su- surprised. I mean, anytime you let a team get 30 shots on you, you, you know, you should probably lose. Um, seven yellow cards, which isn't surprising. Corey Burke scores twice, which isn't really surprising. And uh, Pittsburgh get a big three points over Bethlehem. Um, Herzog is hot again. Yeah. I think thanks to St. Louis. He's. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He, again, I just, I just, man, if they could get him to not be as streaky as he's been this year and just get, like, consistent 
play from him, and not even, you know, like, just goals, but just, you know, being a constant threat and everything, this team would easily be in the playoffs right now. Um, like, like, easily, like, fifth in the conference, but, um, you know. I think this win has gone a long way to getting the moxie of the Riverhounds back. They've, this is now their third oh, straight yeah. win, and they've moved up from at least uh, middle of the pack in the bubble to on the outside of the playoffs, just a few points or just one spot behind Bethlehem, FC Cincinnati, and there that they could potentially crash their way into the picture. I've gone back and forth out of the out of these bubble teams on who I think will take the final two spots in the playoffs. And Pittsburgh has definitely made their case. Now it's just more a matter of holding that momentum all the way to the end of the season in October rather than getting mm-hmm. hot at the wrong time. Yeah of just now being here. I think yeah. they've come together as a team is a little bit better too. And then maybe, you know, the coach is trying to uh, maybe starting to make head wave in, in all the areas that he's been wanting to do that in. And uh, that being when they came to St. Louis and upset us, they beat us at home. Um, I kept thinking there was hope. I never let go of hope in that game because I like, like we've seen many times Pittsburgh has fallen apart at the end of the game. And once they started bunkering and, and, and shutting us down on the attack, um, they stayed that way the rest of the game, and they did a good job of it. They didn't fall apart in any way. They really handled uh, St. Louis well in that, in that regard, and I was really surprised. And so I think if they keep that going through the end of the season, um, I think you know those boys over at Mongols are going to have a, a really happy end of their season. Even if it doesn't go all the way, I think they, sh- they should be pretty satisfied with the way their team's playing now. Yeah, especially after all the, tur- the t- turmoil. The turmoil. turmoil, thank you. Um, in the last, you know, in the, in the beginning of the summer, I guess I'll call it, um, for them to, you know, kind of get good results towards the end of the year, I'm sure, is a welcome change. Speaking of upsetting, Charleston Battery lose 3-1 to one to the Richmond Kickers. How many games in a row is this? Ryan, do you know offhand? I mean... Charleston hasn't won in a long time. I can definitely look into it, but it's, I mean, the Richmond kickers get three goals. Sonny Jane, a former Wilmington Hammerhead at 17. Udai Amura at 90 plus three. Oliver at 36, just to add on to it. It just seems that Charleston have just struggled recently. And even, and I think it highlights why Romario Williams is just so important to the team if he can't elevate, or if Charleston can't elevate themselves past it. I mean, they're so in Mm -hmm. the heart of the playoff race but that they led possession shots and shots on target and lost to a team that's a bottom feeder in the Eastern Conference this year. It's just surprising. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did beat Rochester last week, but that was their only win in their last four, in their last five matches. Yeah, I think I want I want to say that's what I heard too. Is that you know one one win in the last six or something like that, and uh, yeah, two wins in their last ten. It just makes me wonder if you know that system worked really well early on. Kind of like we've even talked about, maybe that was the case early on. It doing them doing so well, even maybe without Romario and lost some injured guys and, and tried to put it back together. Maybe teams figured them out at the same time. Who knows? I. I and I, I think part of it, too, is what we were talking about um, the last show. If you haven't listened to it, there you go. Um, 
nothing. <laughs> and now I won't say anything about it. Ha 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 ha. Find out what we mean. Now, um, you know, when we said that maybe some of the teams that are way up in the top right now, your one, your two, and your three, are getting a little complacent, complacent. and just kind of going, "Hey, let's let's make it to the playoffs now." Because like, I don't think the Battery are going to miss the playoffs, or like, I don't think they Louisville won't. City. We'll talk about that in a second. Are going to miss <laughs> the playoffs? They're just they're just not. Um, but I would think that seeding would matter a little bit more to them than than they're acting like it does, if that makes sense. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they just think they can go anywhere and beat anybody, which they very well may could. Um, it's just it's just odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will highlight with said. this that sure, it's with Romario Williams not playing in this match, it's an easy case that he is obviously very important to the club, that he should be the consensus pick for MVP this year. Mm-hmm. Regardless if he gets golden boot or not, I will yeah. prediction or will claim on that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think him or Enzo Martinez. Out of the Eastern Conference, it's him or Enzo. Yep. But you could also make a claim for Dan Kelly or Walter Restrepo, yep. Chandler yeah. Hoffman. Uh-huh. Did you mean Walter? You meant Diego. Well, Restrepo, the keeper for San Antonio. Yeah, it's, is it Walter? It's not Walter. That's that's the the midfielder I, for I, the Rowdies, isn't it? Oh, then, sorry, Diego. Yeah, Diego. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, wait, no, no, no. I know my Restrepos. Don't play <laughs> me like that. Um, it is Diego. Diego. Yeah, oh, my man. Good call. I get, I get to see him next weekend. I just I forgot about that. Now I remember it. I'm really excited. Uh, Diego anyway. Restrepo, my mistake. Diego Restrepo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Um, hey. Speaking of of, uh, of upsets and teams at the top getting complacent, Louisville City lose to Orlando City B, three to nothing. Michael Cox likes to score goals when it matters, and it mattered, and he did it twice. And then Timbo gets one in the fifty third, and um, yeah, Louisville made Orlando work for it with their fifty clearances. But Orlando had fifty clearances on the night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Louisville led the shot battle 20-8, 6-5 in shots on target, and it's amazing that they didn't come away with a, a goal with at least 20 shots on it. This is actually, these, per the club's historical record, the second-worst loss in their history, only behind a 4-0 loss to FC Montreal in 2015. Again, I've said it a million times, Orlando just isn't losing. Um, they'll draw or they'll win. <laughs> you <laughs> no. know, like, they're just sticking in there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and no, I don't I, see it uh, leaving. Listen, I don't I see it going away that this week. Yeah, um, and then your your final game for week twenty three: Ottawa and New York Red Bull two draw two apiece. Um, Ottawa left it way late as they're want to do, um, and the Fury get a point at home. Um, yeah, I, man, Ottawa loves those two two draws at home late. That's like their favorite. I'd also like to highlight that pretty much everything was kind of lined up for this to be a draw. I mean, two goals apiece, each team had 16 shots and nine shots on target, and tackles were even 27-27. It's almost like everything wanted this to be a draw. Including, like, how I feel about those teams, you know what I mean? Like, just just had right. a feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like <laughs> vanilla. Yes. That's all I have. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much so. 
Um, hey, Phil, you guys play it again. 1-1 um, one, one draw with Toronto FC2. This one probably hurt a lot because Sean Hundle likes to score in stoppage times of games, and he did it again against you guys yeah. this time. So, um, Expletives galore. Um, it was bad. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> um, St. Louis decided... Yeah. What you, all you need to know about this game is that St. Louis decided to defend and sit back shortly after halftime. I mean, maybe the 50th minute... Maybe as early as that. I'm not certain. I don't. I couldn't. I'd have to rewatch to draw a line. But it's just not something St. Louis does. And that's when you're only up a goal. That's a l- little risky. But I understand you've sure. been losing a lot, not getting the the results you want. Let's try something like defending for a half to see. We're up one zero at half. Last time we attacked and lost to the Riverhounds when when we kept attacking. So let's try something different. It backfired in the ninety plus three minutes. Um, really broke yeah. broke my heart to be to be to say at the least. I think St. Louis fans are sure. very distraught at this point, and um, if if they haven't lost and, and they recover for some unknown reason, um, St. Louis, I think, you know, would be St. Louis fans themselves would be pretty surprised at, at them recovering at this point. So. Um. And then, uh, and then Thursday uh, night after that morning, it came out that Chris Wingate had a partial ACL tear and would be out for the rest of the season, which, once again, Winnie, um, I know I messaged you and said I'm sorry that that's just incredibly shitty luck. Um, Chris has been one of those guys where he, he couldn't really stay healthy this year. Um. And so, you know, he, he's gotten five games. His first one was May 6th against Charleston, I think sounds right. Um, I know the date's right. I just the team off the top of my head I'm not getting. But, um, yeah, Winnie has been kind of on and off hurt all year. Um, yes, that's his nickname. I, don't, I didn't make it for him, but, you know. That's also uh, the name of a really good burger place in Wilmington. There you go. Not the bear. It makes me think just about really the uh, Wonder Years. <laughs> this is true. So there you go, Chris. Uh, no, but uh, but uh, partial ACL tear. He's going to be out for the remainder of the season. I think he's going to stick around for the rest of the year in terms of like physically being around and not going and, and getting the surgery done and and kind of you know laying low. Um, but logistics, I think they're they're trying to plan out. But um, anyway, that night we uh, well we you know fly out to Orlando, go down there. Marcus Epps steals us a point on a Golasso right after the, the, the stream becomes a very odd washout color that made it look like everyone took acid, which was great. Um, some, some weird technical issues on that stream, which I kind of missed from last year in USL, so I'm glad that they happened. Um, Just like the say, comment section for any live stream? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I am okay with getting the point here. Um, yeah. Not like, you know, I'd love three, if I'm honest, but, you know, we still have a game in hand of Orlando City B. Um, yeah, you know, we're really not making it any easier on ourselves or anything, but. It's good to be above the, above the line, though. I won't. Yep, I, you know, that's that's where I want to be, if it, really. Um, Same so as Orlando long as we're City there, B. I can't complain. It's true. I mean, I mean. A few weeks ago, I was considering them a fringe bubble team that may have gone back and forth. Even the ELO ranking had them going no higher than 1110 and no lower than 1080, so just something that's not truly impressive, just kind of consistent. 
and now their unbeaten run is at 11, and they're legitimately in the heart of the playoff race that yeah. I've always considered them a safe bet for making the playoffs. Yep. Like, almost the top six have just seemed like safe bets. Yeah. That's why you need my, um, they that's are, why you need my eyeballs and my opinions here, you know? Every once in a while I'm right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are, like, the most consistent team in a good way. I think this this league has seen all year at this point. They are now. I don't know if I would have said that, though. Now for – no, and you wouldn't, and I wouldn't have either. And if you told me at the beginning of the year, hey, Orlando City B is going to go 11 unbeaten <laughs> at the end of the year, I would Yeah, I but, like, how many of those are... Um, just just because of the moving parts, not because of I don't think I they you. have talent, just because yeah. of what yeah, they yeah, are, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Now, entertain <laughs> us. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all right with it. Ugh. Um... Hey, you know, only nine kids are going to get that. Um, hey, hey, Ryan, um, would you like to tell everyone why Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh is your week 24 game of the week? I think that's actually a very important match for the table-wise. Currently, Cincinnati sit at the edge of the playoff race in eighth place with 34 points. Pittsburgh in ninth place with 33 points. Both have an even amount of matches left at 25. And I think this will go a long way in deciding basically which teams in the playoffs will be at least in those final two spots. Pittsburgh have now won their past three. Cincinnati have been going back and forth, whether they're in the playoffs or beneath that red line. And I just believe this is Pittsburgh's chance to just prove that they're legitimate for this. I mean, I if I had to name off Ottawa, St. Louis, New York Red Bulls to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Bethlehem are all those teams that I can see either making the playoffs or missing it entirely. And this is yep. the way that Pittsburgh can separate themselves from the rest of the pack. A win, in and fact, would take them to 37 points, basically above Orlando City B currently. And they can help out their neighbors in the state of Pennsylvania by, uh, by knocking. <laughs> you know what? If you guys would like to draw this game, that would be awesome. So let's just hope that happens between the two. Um, Phil... Um, you know, I'm putting you on the spot here, but what's what's your uh, what, what match are you looking forward to? Uh, none, to be honest with you. Um, I'm just incredibly depressed about my situation. Normally, I would pick Ottawa hey, versus St. Louis um, because they're both. You got you got to keep it wavy. Yeah, uh, I'll do my best. Uh, you know, normally I pick St. Louis fair and enough, Ottawa because they both could jump up with two good games, but I'm not going to do that. Sure. I'm just going to say Louisville versus Charleston. Um, because at least these two, it's they're both up there. They both they both Not might be re- relaxing right. up there, um, but yeah. maybe they'll kind of come out to kind of poke each other a little bit before the playoffs hit, because they very well could see each other in the playoffs in a very important game. So, do you really want to yeah. sit this one out? <laughs> the Eastern Conference Right, exactly. Final, I mean, mean, I think if yeah. I think ideally <laughs> it's them and maybe Tampa Bay yeah. or um, and. And Charlotte, maybe, you know. yeah, I, you know, but um, I hope they don't take this one off, and I hope it's something we can watch to kind of entertain ourselves and, and get a little glimpse of the future. Sure. Yep. If results go um, their way, we could have a three-way tie in points atop the Eastern Conference this week. That would be, would so be dumb. dumb. <laughs> um, wait, let me figure out who would be Louisville, the Charlotte, reference. Charleston at forty-four. It depend it on goal be, difference. Uh, it would be. It would be so Louisville. Funny. 
Yeah. Because wins. I hate it. I still hate it. Wins, actually. Also, red card wins. Those help. Cincinnati and St. Louis, red card wins. It was, what, 5-0, 4-1. Those are good for uh, goal differential. Oh, right on, right on. Okay, okay. Um, I was like, is that a tiebreaker now? Because that's even even more (laughs) stupid. A Um, drawing of lots? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love that in the rule book. That is actually, for those who are unaware... Um, literally, if if teams, two teams, and, and obviously this is statistically so improbable, but if, if two teams are tied through, like, you know, eight different stats or whatever, they literally draw <laughs> st- straws, basically. God help us. To figure out who gets a thing, whether it be a draft pick, which is, like, the least offensive one, or, like, two you playoff know, a spots. playoff spot, which, like, Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like let them take a PK shootout on a training so ground. Jesus! <laughs> it reminds me of um, the um, coin toss but, scene from the Friday Night Lights movie. Yes, that make them do that. Make them do it in American football too, just for the hell of it. With an, with like a Nerf ball, but like the one with the with the tail at the end that whistles. Um. <laughs> oh. Um, my game of the week because um, I always like to pick ones that everyone's like, really, you're going to watch that? And I go, yes, yes, I'm going to try. Um, New York Red Bull 2 and Tampa Bay Rowdies just because I'd like to see once and for all if Tampa Bay is for real for real and if the New York Red Bulls are actually not a playoff team this year. And what a better way to do that than watch them play each other. Um, so there we go. Guys, what I'm going to do is... Uh, I'm going to list out the, the playoff teams. Well, I'm actually, I'm just going to go down the table. And if there's anything where you're like, wow, that's surprising, just let me know. Let me, I'm, I'm going to get, let me get through them first. But then after, you know, I say my piece, then, then we can, we can chat. Um, I'm not going to list off points or anything because it's, it's difficult. But if you need them, let me know. Uh, Louisville's in first. Charlotte, Charleston, Tampa, Rochester, Orlando City, Bethlehem, Cincinnati. And that's your top eight. From there, Pittsburgh, Red Bull 2, Phil and St. Louis, Ottawa, Harrisburg, Richmond, Toronto FC 2. Um, I, I wasn't expecting Ottawa to be 12 at the beginning of the season. Nope. Nor was I expecting FC Cincinnati to be 8 at all this year. If you'd have asked me if after April, I would have picked Tampa Bay to be easily within the top two and not right, sitting true. in fourth. Yeah, I also wouldn't have expected Rochester to hang in so well. I don't know if that's just me. No, they've been really like consistently fifth or fourth, yeah. haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it's that's almost been like a very quiet climb. That it seems. It's almost like one of those, like, oh, yeah, I forget they're still in the playoff race here, and they're still very competitive. But that's their favorite. Like, that's, that's their M.O. Like, they're very, like, don't talk about it. They're, they're like the Spurs. This, they're like the San Antonio Spurs, where it's like, no one's going to, like, remember that we're capable of this, and then mm-hmm. we're going to be here. Like, that's, that's their thing. Um, and more power to them. Uh, I also i am a little bit stunned to see... Richmond as low as they are? I guess someone had to be down there. Um, and then, man, the fact that Harrisburg's not dead last in the, in the conference is, is strange. 
I thought that spot that's... was always reserved for a Canadian team after Montreal mm. left. Yeah, go. fair. Probably is. Anyway, um, well, this is only going to get more interesting from here, <laughs> which is saying something because this month, this last month or so, have been um, incredibly interesting. Guys, that being said, um, it's late. We've talked about most of the soccer that we need to talk about. Um, so, I will do this. This has been Eastern Conference Confidential, episode 27. Um, I'll title it something. I don't know. Let me get back to you. We're a part of the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts, which is a bunch of soccer podcasts that are housed under one network. Imagine that. BGN.FM for details. Uh, on Twitter, we are at the BGNFM. Find uh, the, the network there. We specifically are at ECC Pod, all caps, but it's not case sensitive, so you can find us either way. Um, get in touch. Let us know. I'm sorry we didn't take questions this week. We kind of just kind of slapped this together, and I was busy and didn't have time to throw out a tweet saying, hey, we're recording, so my fault. If you have anything, let us know. Tweet us literally any day of the week before we record, and we'll remember to throw them up here. It's no big deal. Um, Phil, where can people find you on Twitter and interact with you and all that fun stuff? Uh, you can find St. Louis Info at STL Soccer Report on Twitter, and also more personal anecdotes at P-H-I-L-L-G-R-O-O-M-S. That's Phil Grooms, everyone. Which is me. It is. Phil, I, got, I gotta say, this is like a weird personal note. Um, it's It's been like, it's always neat to learn more, and I guess I'll just say this is kind of like a blanket statement for everybody. It's really neat to learn more about people that I interacted with or like formally interacted with on a very like soccer specific basis. And then to kind of like learn stuff from there. So the fact that you're using your like personal Twitter and stuff more is just really interesting and, and kind of nice yeah. in a way. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's been good for me for sure. Yeah. It's good to separate the two, especially Fair. opinions and separated into right? my own account. You know, that's been for the better. So. For sure. For sure. I'm, I'm very like, I'm very much not a stick to soccer guy. Like I'll tweet about pretty much anything that I can. Like it's mostly soccer. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there will be times where I'm like, hey, here's the thing I'm doing or whatever. Um, uh, yep. It's just easier to just be like, hi, I'm also a person that does other things that aren't just soccer. Like, <laughs> I love talking about this and everything. But, you know, there's there's more um, to this than, than the soccer. Um, and I think it's funny because I think a lot of times, like, I'll find myself forgetting that the players that I talk to a fair bit are the same way. Yeah. I think that's easy for people to know. do for sure. Um, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at ILM underscore Ryan. That's also the same name I write for with Indomitable City Soccer. Yes. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Josh. Hey, Evan. <laughs> yeah, two Kyles. Um, too, too many Kyles? Maybe. Um, no, I, I like I like both your Kyles. Just, I, 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 only talk, I, I don't talk to Mankey a, a lot, but... You know, they're both good guys. Um, yeah, if anybody out there is like, hey, I'd love to know stats about the Eastern Conference in a more, you know, readable format. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you do not know what you're getting into, for one. And then for two, uh, Ryan has you covered over on ICS, so definitely check that stuff out. As far as I'm concerned, if for whatever reason, I say this every week because I still think it's true, if for whatever reason you want to hear and or 
see my opinions more, which I couldn't imagine why. Uh, my boyfriend hardly wants to, and that's saying something. Um, at Valella, it's Vias and Victor, I-L-L-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-C, like Bethlehem Steel Football Club. Um, I also do writing stuff for Brotherly Game, uh, if you'd like to check that out. It's been a little less frequent just with job stuff being hectic, but I'm going to throw together a nice little August in your view. Um, spoilers, not great. Not super happy about it. Um, anyway, until then, this has been episode 27. We thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting with us. And until next week, uh, take care, and we'll talk to you later.